and join us if you can. We're going to spend just a couple moments together this morning. Yeah, is everybody awake this morning? Yeah? Okay, good. Good. Well, come on down, everybody, real quick. Here's what we want to do in just a moment. We're going to allow you time just to grab somebody around you and, and pray with them just for a minute. So you can maybe ask them for a prayer request or something. But here, remember, before we do that, before we start, everybody listen. Remember our three values that we have here at church. First of all, our first value is that we live by faith. Amen. Our second value is, anybody know? Second value, we value relationships, right? And our third, third value is that we are rescuers. We are people who take the gospel to the world. Now, what we're going to do right here, we're actually fulfilling the first two values. We live by faith because prayer is a faith-filled action. Amen. And then a second value is we value relationships. We're going to pray with each other. That means we value one another. So just, just in simple acts like this, we're living the values of our church. So here's what I want you to do. Grab two or three people around you and ask them if they have a prayer need this morning. There's no reason why we have to wait to the end of service to see people ministered to. Amen? So, so ask if they have a prayer need. If they do, pray for it. If not, just, just pray for one another. If you're back in the back and didn't come down, grab a hold of somebody and just take a couple moments and pray for them, and then we'll head off into praise and worship this morning. But let's lift each other up. Let's encourage one another. Let's stand in faith with each other. Amen?
there's still some groups praying they can finish up but how about this something i just feel real quick if you're done praying before we get into our worship this morning i want you to ask god for that one thing maybe there was something in your heart you've been praying for i maybe feel the gift of faith dropping right here that one thing that you've been asking for that one breakthrough that one wall that needs broken down that one thing that you've been asking for whatever it is reach out right now and pray that prayer ask god for that he hears our needs amen He's not distant from us, amen? It's that one thing, reach out in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. 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 Now just speak his name out, Jesus. Name above all names, Jesus. Jesus, name above all names. King of kings and Lord of lords. Lord of this world right now, Jesus. Holy Spirit, come be with us this morning. We worship you today. Come be with us this morning. Holy Spirit, move freely in this place this morning. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now, how about this? Before you go back to your seat, grab like three people and say, I'm glad you're in this family of faith with me. Let them know. I'm glad you're in this family of faith with me. Amen. All right, well, today is Family Praise and Worship Sunday, and this is Sunday our, our young people join us for our worship. So we are kicking off service this morning with our Worship in Motion team. Let's give them a hand for being out here with us this morning. They're going to do a great job.
Come on, give our worship in motion, kids, a hand. This is how our children's church worships. It might not be exactly the same way we do, but that's what family praise and worship is about, is that we honor all ages, all types of worship. So today, worship your way. That's what we do at the Family of Faith. Come on, put your hands together in this house. We've come to give God our praise today. Not just a part, but all. open spaces, places waiting for you. Dance like the weight has been lifted, grace is waiting. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, Shake at the sound of Jesus' name. Life 
lives made whole, hearts awake at the sound of Jesus' name. Chains will fall, prison shake at the sound of Jesus' name. Come on, lives made whole, hearts awake at the sound of Jesus' name. Chains will Jesus name. 
Victory. Victory is yours. Victory. Stand on my promises. Stand on my word. Have faith in me. Victory. No matter what your circumstances is, physical, spiritual, emotional, I'm here for you. Stand on my promises. Victory, saith the Lord. This is how I fight my battles. 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 I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. 
You've come to me. You've come to me. You've come into the very oasis of my love to be refreshed and to be renewed and to be revived and to receive a touch from me. I am not a grocery store. I am your father and I've given to you life, resurrection life, so that in this day and in this time, you can become fire breathers, fire breathers, that you can take the consuming fire of my Holy Spirit into every situation and indeed live victorious, indeed be more than conquerors in every situation. And my GPS is follow me, put your faith, put your trust, Put your complete self in me, and it shall be completed, says the Lord. Come on. Come on. Somebody give him praise in this house. If it's coming to an end, this is it. Today, right now, praise and worship's over. You got one last chance to praise God like you mean it. You got one chance to break off the chains that the devil's put you in. But God says, I'm a chain breaker. You're a chain breaker. Your praise has power. Come on. 
Jesus.
Hallelujah. Well, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Praise God. I'm glad that you braved the snow and came out. Hallelujah. The interstate was all clear, wasn't it? Yeah. Basically clear. It's just the back roads and the country roads. And Where everybody lives. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, praise God. I know that some counties around us, uh, they dropped the one in Lima at level two, but some of them are just encouraging stay off the road. I've seen down south there are a lot of churches closed and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But we aren't down south, and we ain't up north. <laughs> We're right in the right place. Amen. Right Hallelujah. And you know what I say, if Jesus didn't show up, get ready, get dressed, get your caboose out of the bed, and get to the house. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, fellas, what do you got? Well, let's welcome the first-time guests here All this right, morning. All right, if you're here. If you're here for the very first time, raise your hand real high. We want to see where you're at, who you at. Just keep your hand up. These gentlemen's going to give you. Probably just the Eskimos that lost their way off the trail. Is there someone? Oh, yeah, the two there. We're glad well, you're here. Hallelujah. Glad you girls made it. Hallelujah. Was it tough? No. No. Nah, I didn't think so. Nah. Those guys are going to give you a pamphlet like this, which they already did. And uh, just there's a lot of information in there about the church. And if you'll take this out to the Welcome Center after service, they'll send you over to the cafe and you get anything to eat or drink absolutely free. And that's our gift to you. And yeah. we're so glad that you come out in this weather. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we're oh, glad you're watching but, by live stream. Yeah. Oh, well, I was going to say that, but that's okay. You want to do it? Go right Do on, I get I'm paid what you pay? Get paid? Yeah, yeah really. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You want to welcome? You want me to welcome? You go. Hey, I'm glad that you're watching us by, what is that thing Live called? Stream. Live stream. <laughs> yeah, we're glad that you're watching. And uh, we do encourage you to uh, participate, study along, and become a part of it. And uh, we, you make us an extension of your worship. Then we want to make sure that when you can, that you get out of your house and get here and be a part of it. Amen. So uh, that right. we get to see you face to face. I Absolutely. meet people all the time say, oh, here, oh, this is my pastor. I want to introduce you to my husband. <laughs> then I say, have you ever been to my church? No. But we watch you on But we watch you on TV. So yep. you're our pastor. Okay. Yep. All right. So, and uh, yeah, absolutely. But so I, I got to tell, tell you a story. No, fellas. That was not my not ice cream last night. That was on the dash. When I sent out the little, when Pete, Pastor sent out the little video, that was not mine. I don't like ice cream. He likes oh, ice cream. Oh, he oh, got fellas. a huge Wait, banana stop, split. Stop, stop, Well, sometimes I do. I'll take a lick of yours or something like that. Well, then you do like it. Eh, one little taste. A couple little tastes. And then I'm done. Now, is that okay. true? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but that was his. But I'm not going to tell you what I had in my bag. Cheeseburger and french fries. I'm not telling. Yeah, and I was not eating that junk food. I had a banana split. <laughs> yeah, right. Because the banana's good for you, right? No, it's not. No. I was hoping you would say, yeah. No, no, they aren't. They're, they're, if you need potassium, they are. If not, if it builds you, jump starts your sugar. But how many was you, well, of you last night was out running around or yesterday? How many yeah, of you had more sense than that? <laughs> he didn't want to go. I had to pull him. By his ears, honey, almost. Come on, honey, let's Why do we spend around. money to build a house and then always want to get out of it? <laughs> what is your problem? I'm telling you. Well, I like it when it snows. I like to go out and, you know, I'd like to go sledding. No, you would like for me to go out. Oh, yeah, fit, honey. Oh, please. Back, back the yeah, pond. Yeah, oh, I know, darling. You want me to build the fire. You want me to get everything out. You want me to do, 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 get everything out. You take no, one, one <laughs> strip down the hill and say, oh, my gosh, it's so cold. Let's no, go in. <laughs> Yes, we're not doing it. You know what? 
I, I know how I could get it done. David has grandkids. We don't, our grandkids are so old now, they don't want to sled down the hill. No, they're getting ready to retire. But you know, I might be in my 60s, but I still want to sled. So, David, you can bring your grandkids out. We'll hook them to that big car hood. Except, David, we'll your hill is bigger than our hill. What? His hill is bigger than our hill. Well, he hasn't invited me out there. He wants to wait <laughs> till the traffic builds up. Then he wants to invite you to come yeah, out. Right. And I'm him and I are going. Right. Him and I are going to play Phyllis Smith the Wheels. <laughs> going to see who can get you under the car. Not really. Hallelujah. So what else you got? That's it. Well, yeah, that's all I have right now. Unless you comment on something, then I could make a comment. Oh no, honey. Did I bless you yesterday? By doing what? Well, you were struggling and turning this thing on, and you were looking for all of the bills and the receipts to send this thing back to the oh, china yes, company that you bought it from I bought and the lord thing. said what the lord said take it to pastor he did he said pete yeah, yeah. god calls him pete yep he said <laughs> he did he said take it to pete because i was ready Seriously, and i, I got it from touched china. it and it came alive so i saved you a hundred and no it was only i checked the price it was only 58 dollars it was it's a hair curling thing so isn't that like you returning it and me getting you a new one but i'm not giving you he's wanting me to give him 58 dollars. i know what he's wanting me to do see i i've been with him for so many years i know him like a book a labor's worthy of his hire <laughs> and you keep stealing all my money oh, <laughs> all right so uh that it uh uh, you you helped me the other day when you so, saw that on Facebook, oh, didn't honey, you? Okay, all right. This is old news. Let's, old news. Let's yeah. move on to new news. Yeah, it's because you don't like. I'm telling you, he took that knife and he hit that thing, and when it split open, well, he split it open twice, and he hit it, and seeds went everywhere. You didn't see the seeds all over the floor, and he was down there picking them up, but you did see that, <laughs> and everybody thought you were praying. They thought I was abusing you. Uh, true true and uh so that's it that's yeah, all you got all man oh man you get paid for that now look no. uh let me see uh oh this wednesday night we're going to be continuing the uh lesson on freedom from this present evil world mm -hmm. and uh then wow what is that it's a bring a friend to church next sunday yeah. donut and coffee social from nine to ten next sunday you can bring a friend and you can eat all the donuts and drink all the coffee you want free. <laughs> Good night. We'll have the Catholics visiting us next Sunday. <laughs> all right. All right. And then a prayer night on Friday night will return January 25th from 9 p.m. to 12. And then Mark Casto. But you don't have to stay that long. I want to make sure they know that. Okay. You don't have to stay that long. You can come and pray for 20 minutes, half okay, hours, here. You, whatever. You want to make No, no, no. Go right on. Well, you interrupting me. Because you don't explain it sometimes. You're, you're a guy. They're bottom line. Women want to hear all the details. Men are bottom line. Okay. That's it. Okay. Do you know that? You yes. Are you persuaded of that? Yes, I am. Good. You can talk to me a third of what you do talk to me for. I'm a bottom liner. Just give me the bottom line. I know. You don't want all the details. No. How many of you women love details? Come on. Let's see. Wait a second. Girls, you're if lying. If you tell me all the details, do I give you any different answers? 
right now. Then no. why do we waste oxygen? We're in global warming. <laughs> because women love to talk. And if they can't talk to you, they'll find somebody else to talk to. And it could be a guy. Hasten those days. <laughs> I always said if somebody could take Phyllis, I'd pay their first month's rent. Now it's up to our giving spending money. Oh, wow. Yep, We're hallelujah. Great. Yep, hallelujah. All right, and then XNO Marriage Conference oh, is we, going we? to be, yes, we are going, and you're going twice. February 8th from 8 to 10 p.m., and Saturday, February 9th from 10 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. The cost is only 10 bucks per couple, and uh, for the whole weekend, the conference will include teaching from Jimmy Evans, and the church will provide a light refreshment that means we'll have a piece of bread everybody gets smell it and uh everybody take a drink out of the same cup and we'll be you can sign up at the welcome center if you want to attend and uh if you would like to be a part of the easter cantata uh we want to open it up to anyone who would like to participate except me uh if you're interested please see regina ingram after service or uh you can contact sayla Blackburn, which both are not here, I'll tell you uh, by calling the office. Yes, that'll okay. be great. Yep. Uh, oh, hey, we have X and O. Well, commercial. you already announced X and O. I don't o. care. Okay. We're going to watch the X and O. All righty. Every husband has what his wife needs, and every wife has what her husband needs, but we can only get it if we serve each other. The depth of your honesty with each other will ultimately determine the depth of your intimacy. Any problem that you're facing is really not a his and her problem, it's our problem. It doesn't matter what it is. Escape the ordinary. What is ordinary? You? Mundane. Mundane? Okay, all right. Praise God. Get out of here, Phyllis. Hallelujah. Uh, we are taking a... Uh, uh, applications for anybody that would like to replace Phyllis and uh, <laughs> you couldn't you don't want to hallelujah all right hey let's receive our tithing offering Dave you need tithing offering envelope raise your hand and we're going to have come and share with us about giving and tithing Dave David Warwell praise God and uh, David is uh, what are you David are you an accountant he works with our church. He's one of like uh, three accountants that work with us. Don't ask me why you need so many, but I guess it's so that nobody steals anything but them. And uh, no, I'm kidding. Praise God. Go ahead, David. Good morning. Uh, what a beautiful day outside. I don't know how you feel about it, but I love the snow. And it's good to have the snow out there. The other thing is it has... Uh, we have the real people here this morning. You know, we're, we're the people that are for God, and we're going to be here for God. So, pastor just asked me this morning to take up the offering, so when you guys are doing your skits up here, it makes it a little difficult for me to concentrate and keep on what I'm on, but I think we're, we'll get there this morning. Uh, you know, I could come up here and, and say, you know, first of all, the praise and worship is great. I love that last song that we just had. And I could tell you that the tithe and the offerings that we're about to take up are simply an extension of that praise and worship and how you need to get on board and 
But I've been reading some books lately, and I don't want to try to guilt you in anything. I don't, I don't think that's right. And I don't think God likes that. So what I want to share with you this morning is uh, something that God shared with me years ago. And I've tried to apply it to my life. No different than anybody else. I fail. I succeed. We all do. But there's one thing God's looking at, and that's your heart. And what I'd like to walk you through this morning, if you have your Bibles with you, uh, let's turn to Haggai, or Haggai, or Haggai, or however, whatever you want to call it. I've heard it called a lot of different things. Uh, the first chapter, and I just want to share with you very quickly this morning, what, what God spoke to me at one time in my life that I, I apply since then. If we look at verse 2, it says, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, this people, this people say, The time has not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. Then came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet, saying, Is it time for you, O ye, to, for you to dwell in your sealed houses? In this house will I waste. Now therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. You've sown much and bring in little. Anybody ever been there? You eat, but you have not enough. You drink, but you're not filled with drink. You clothe you, but there is none warm. And he that earneth wages, earneth wages to put it into a bag with holes. What you're doing is leaving you. And we would like to maybe retain some of that. Okay? What God spoke to me about this was, I said one night to God, that's me. I was working several jobs. I was moonlighting from my regular job. I had some other companies going. And, and I said, God, that's me. I'm earning great money. I really am. But I got nothing to show for it. And he said, well, I read this and I said, God, that's me. He's like, well, Dave, where did I live in the Old Testament? Now, it's funny when, you, when God asks you questions like that, you think you're educating him at times, you know, and you know you're not. Okay, and I'm like, oh, God, you remember he's in the, in the temple. You remember, God? When, when Jesus died, that veil got ripped in two. Now we can come out among you. You know what I'm talking about. Well, he knew. But he was trying to get me somewhere, okay? So then he asked the question, well, where do I live in the New Testament? I ask you into my heart. So you reside in my heart. And he told me very clearly, you take care of your heart, I'll take care of those wages, very clearly. It's all a matter of our heart, guys. It's not, like I said, I could, I could say things that would make you feel guilty and make you want to come up here and give the buckets in the buckets and uh, take care of all that stuff and, and, and guilt you into it or force you into it. I've accomplished nothing, and God has accomplished nothing if he does that it's a choice you know I like that last song it's where I believe wow that's exactly where we're at here today do you believe or do you not believe you know I can show you in the Bible we're paying your tithe you know it's gonna open the windows of heaven it's gonna do all this that is all good and well it's true stuff it is God it's exactly what will happen but there's another part of the Bible that says you, you give and have not because your heart's not right. 
what it says is you give and have little because you give to consume it upon your own lusts. And those lusts can be anything. It, it can be cars, it can be homes, it can be, it can be anything. So I would just ask you this morning, this is really what I want you to do. Consider in your heart and make a decision. Just like the last song said, believe. Just try it out. Malachi says, test me and I'll prove you. So just check out your own heart and make a decision today. We're among believers here today. Make a decision today to move forward with something. And it's more than just a week, okay? You know, you don't come in next week and say, well, I tried it, it didn't work. No, you didn't. it wasn't here. That's what that tells me. Because when you make a decision, it's a lifetime decision. So I'm just asking you this morning, check your heart. Because that's really what this is all about. It's not about us. It's about him. Amen? Okay, uh, let's pray. We're going to box this down. I think we already did the uh, envelope. So, Father, we come before you in the name of your son, Jesus. Lord, I thank you so much for who you are to us, Father. And I thank you that you sent your son, Jesus, to die on the cross, Father, for us. So that we could have access to heaven, Father. And Lord, determine in our hearts. Help us to determine our hearts. Give us the faith to step out, Father, and try you in ways we never have before. Just guide and lead us, Father. Light our path. As our foot comes down, light the path up and give us confidence. But give us confidence to take the step before the light turns on, Father. Let us do that this morning in our tithes and in our offerings. And Lord, we give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, hey, live streamers, once again, we're glad to have you with us here at Only Believe Ministries Christian Center. Lots of snow happening here, so maybe you're stuck at home watching this online, or maybe you're not in our area. We got lots of snow last night, so a little bit small crowd today, but people did make it and brave the cold weather to come out to church this morning. Time for giving right now, tithe and offering. You heard Dave Wuerl talk about it. Touch your heart, participate today, click on the give button on the screen. The window will come up, follow the instructions on the window when you're done, click out of it right back to the live stream service as you give in faith first of all we appreciate your giving second of all know that god is connected to you and he will respond to your faith now listen if you got uh social media things twitter facebook all those kind of things our handle is at only believe ministry so find us on our social media you'll keep you updated on all sorts of things happen events uh series for services and all those kind of things so check those things out other than that all sorts of things happening here at OBM. Check us out at www.obmcc.org. Lots of things happening there. Skate around the web, see what's going on here. If you're local to us, we'd love to see you out Wednesday night, 7 p.m., Sunday mornings, 10 a.m. Well, that's all I want to say, so let's get back to the service. All right. Good morning, everybody. Well, uh, we just have, well, two announcements for 24-7. The first one is this. If your student's participating on the missions trip to Honduras this coming summer, this is just a reminder that next Sunday, right after service in the Youth Sanctuary, we have a meeting that you need to be at. Uh, it is mandatory, so please be there, but it'll be quick, 15 minutes, and I'll get you out, and you can go to kid lunch at Mexican or whatever you prefer. And then the other announcement is simply this. Uh, this is for fifth through 12th grades at the end of January. I believe it's the last Saturday in January. I think it's the 30th or 
I don't know. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But the last Saturday in January, we're taking the youth group to Mad River Mountain to go tubing. Uh, we are doing tubing only. It costs $25 to do the tubing, and then they should bring some money for food as well. Um, but we'll be having that. That'll be fun. So if your student asks you about it, it is a real youth event that we're doing. And the sign-up sheet will be back in 24-7. So if they sign up and put their phone number down, I'll call you for the money. That's how that'll work because that's the way we like to operate back there in 24-7. So uh, other than that, we're going to go ahead and dismiss our middle schoolers. So if you're in fifth through eighth grade, you can go ahead and head on back to the youth sanctuary. Good morning. Pastor Randy is in Orlando, Florida this week. Yeah, my thoughts too. Um, he is leading a children's ministry conference, or I should say participating and facilitating it. So do lift him up in your prayers this week as he ministers to pastors of children all across the United States. A couple quick things. There is a new OBMCC Kids Facebook page. If you haven't found it yet, get on Facebook, like us, follow us, events, lessons, scriptures, pictures. It's a great place to keep up with going on back there in the kids. Also, in February, Aruba is having a kids' crusade. Randy's going over there. He's going to be hosting a kids' crusade. This is their very first one. Pray for healings. Pray for salvations. Pray for success of this event. It's the first time they've done it. They heard about it um, when, we did, when Randy did a crusade in the Dominican Republic last year this time. And so they were like, hey, come over here and do it with us. So we're really excited that Randy can go over there and Pastor can be a part of ministering in that area. Also, um, today... Today, parents of Slam Junior, you will be picking your kids up in 5.6. If you haven't been down to that end of the building, you follow the signs like you're going to 24-7. 5.6 is the door on the right near the double doors. Please go there to pick up your Slam Junior children. Okay, I think that that is all. Let's go ahead and get our kids released. We will have the three-year-olds start hanging over that way. Our three-year-olds with that flag waving up there. There we go. Three-year-olds over there. Parents, if you need to go with them, feel free to go ahead and escort them down to their class. Right here, we have our explorers, our pre-K through four. Right there, four-year-olds in pre-K. That fag waving up in the air. And right back here, we have Slam Junior. Don't forget, pick your kids up in 5.6, Slam Junior. And then over here, we have Slam. Slam, you may head out the door that way. And you guys have a blessed Sunday. Stay safe in the snow. Hallelujah. Randy is at a conference. He's preaching to about 17,000 uh, children's pastors uh, someplace. I don't know where. But, you know, and, and then uh, Aruba contacted him, and uh, he's going to be going over there and having a children's crusade all over the island. And uh, so, you know, him reaching out like that is something new uh, to the body of Christ is that he's having those crusades and major impact on that. And we count that a blessing and an honor. Where was Eric Smith? Eric Smith. Oh, there you are. Hey, come on up here, Eric. Eric, the bearer of good news. Yes, I am, Pastor. You are the bearer of good news that people get an opportunity so. and get blessed. Yes, hallelujah. And uh, so we have had a uh, falling out. Well, we have, yes. Go uh, ahead and talk to him. <laughs> I will, Pastor. Uh, how many know we're good stewards here at Only Blue Ministry Christian Center? Wave at me if you think we're good stewards. Amen. Uh, we watch every penny that comes, that comes in and goes out. Uh, we're very meticulous on what uh, those monies are, are allocated for, and uh, we make sure they're applied to exactly what you tell us in those envelopes they're applied to. 
Um, in the last year alone, we have invested over $200,000 to put a brand new roof on this building right here. And to God be the glory, it's pretty much done. So we're excited about that. Uh, that, that took a lot of time, effort, and the finances and prayers. So yeah, give yourself some, some praise because you helped us do that. Um, in November, now we typically have our, our HVAC companies come out around September, and they do checks on our heating and cooling units. Uh, but because we're putting the roof on in the months of September, October through November, uh, they weren't able to get out here because we weren't allowing them to get on the roof because the roof was being fixed and being repaired. So they came out in November after we noticed when we turned the heat on, the heat wasn't working back in 24-7 and in uh, slam class. So uh, we became aware of it uh, mid to late November. Uh, pastor said, just go ahead and order those units. We're going to use our faith. So we invested about $25,000 to repair uh, three units uh, that got delivered here in December. And I can say without any uh, hesitation that today, thankfully, they're operating today. So if you have experienced uh, some chilliness back in 24-7 or 5.6 or in Slam or Slam Junior, thank you for bearing with us. Uh, we are frugal, but we do keep the temperature typically above 45 degrees for your children uh, when the heaters are working properly. So uh, thank you for your, your patience with that. Well, uh, then Christmas Eve hit and our prophetic convocation hit. And we were noticing as we turned the heat units back up again, there were several units that were not working. Well, long story short, we have four, maybe five potential units now broke as well. Uh, these heat exchange units, now let me say this, uh, building one was built in 1989, so we're talking units have been operating for 30 years. An average lifespan for an HVAC unit is about 15, so we've gotten double the life out of those units, and that's again because we're trying to, we're, we're, maintenance, we're making sure they're being maintained, they're operating properly. Uh, building two was built in 1996, so we got basically 23 years out of that building, which is now our children's church. So we have an opportunity here. Uh, we have invested, as I said, $200,000 in a brand new roof this year, $25,000 on three HVAC units back in Children's Church and Youth Ministry. And um, we were able to take care of that without really touching base with the congregation too much. Well, we have an opportunity. We do need your help on these uh, four units that are down right now and potentially a fifth. So here's what we'd like for you to consider doing. Please pray about assisting us. We're going to invest about $40,000 roughly in these HVAC units to get them repaired. We don't have the liberty to uh, take the summer off and just pray about whether we should do and what we should do. We're in the worst time of the year right now for units to go down. Does any believe, anyone believe that besides me? Uh, it's going to be cold, and I looked at the temperatures for this coming Saturday and Sunday. It's going to be 4 degrees for a low. So we got some real issues that we have to uh, address and take care of. So what we want you to do is this. Uh, obviously, everyone's very familiar with envelopes, so I so happen to have one in my pocket right now. Uh, if you would, over the next 30 days, talk to your wife, talk to your husband, uh, talk to your families about what you might want to do to help us. We need about $40,000. We're going to order the units. In fact, the, order, the units have been ordered per pastor. Uh, we live by faith and we preach faith, as we all know. So we're, we're gonna, we don't have a cho choice. We don't have an option. We definitely have to get these units in here. It takes about three to six weeks once they're ordered to get into the, onto our premises and then potentially another week or two for the company to come out to install them. So we're praying for expediency. We're praying for quick resolution that somehow, some way, uh, FedEx or whoever delivers these puppies are gonna get here f more quick than we ever expect them to be so we can get them in operating and functioning so our children's church and our youth ministries can stay nice and warm over the next two or three months. Can everyone agree with me with that? 
So if you would, over the next uh, four weeks, of course, the sooner you get your seed in the ground, the sooner the harvest comes. We all know that, right? Pastors taught that taught to us very well. So if you would, just take a general envelope at your leisure. Please write heaters on it, if you would. Just put heaters on it and drop in the offering bucket when we have offerings on Wednesdays and Sundays. And we're going to believe, God, that the $40,000 that we need will come in over the next 30 days. Uh, we don't have a choice. We've ordered them. We're using our faith, and we know that God won't, he won't, he won't disappoint us. He will supply all of our needs according to his riches through glory in Christ Jesus. Amen. So if you would, let me just pray real fast for all of us corporately, and then I'm going to turn this back to Pastor. Father, I just thank you, God. That, Lord, you hear and answer our prayers, Lord. Lord, before we had the need, you answered it, Lord. Father, I just thank you, God, for blessing everyone in this congregation that, that's under the sound of my voice and watching via live stream right now. Father, I ask you, Lord, as they uh, speak with their families, God, that you would give them a specific number that they could sow, that they too could reap a harvest, God. Lord, you see our children's church and you see our youth ministry. This is the next generation that you're raising up to be the fivefold ministers, Lord. Lord, they're important to us, Lord, and we thank you, God. Though this need has come about right now, we know that you've supplied it, Lord. And we thank you, God, for blessing these families as they sow. I ask you to bring it back to them some 30, some 60, some 100-fold. And we thank you for it, Lord. And everyone said, and only believe ministries, Christian Center, amen. Thank you so much for your time, everybody. God bless you. Now, Eric, how many broke it once? We had three go down, Pastor, uh, in November, and then we had four more go down in December. So, again, what are the odds of seven units going down in about a 30-day period of time? I believe the devil is trying to fight us. Does anybody else uh, agree there's some spiritual battles going on here? I think maybe a age has got to it, and we do have David as maintenance man. <laughs> I mean, we, we, you know, hallelujah. I will say, Dave was out there at no, 4 a.m. this morning yeah. pulling that driveway. So I, I know. Thank David God. for his hard work and efforts. Amen. He looked a little slow walking down the hallway this morning. <laughs> I think maybe his back was hurting him or something, Pastor. Yeah. Hallelujah. Roberto, come on up here. I have with us a friend from, uh, uh, before I preach today, we've got a friend from Brazil. Uh, you guys have this type of weather? Do you have this type of weather in Brazil? You don't. Mm -mm. Uh, now, was some of the big restaurants around your place are called Chesterias, mm -hmm. and they, you get all you want to eat of every type of meat they bring out. Lamb, they can bring out fish, they bring out filet mignon, they bring out chicken, they bring it out all, right? Yes. And uh, so we introduced you to our Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any comparison? Not really. <laughs> now, tell us about, uh, you know, our congregation sowed a seed uh, to an outreach that you had that was going out into the youth and into a, this really poor area. So tell us what's going on there. Well, uh, Pastor, we are praying that God will help us to come into the remote areas of Brazil. There was a lot of poverty. You've seen yeah. yourself when you were there. Um, you know, Pastor, I was even praying this morning. I was looking in my Bible as I came to this church this morning. And I was reading in Matthew 25 when, when God says that the kingdom of God is like a king that was you know, talking to the people, and these people are coming to the king. And the king says, you know, you're going to my right side, you're going to my left side. 
said these kings are dividing the sheep from the goats. And he was telling how the kingdom of God operates. Christianity is not just enjoying blessing and just coming to church. I think this is a wonderful time. As a matter of fact, I was really blessed here this morning with the worship time. But Christianity goes beyond that. The Holy Spirit is in us. Yes. And once he have come into us, our hands and feet become his. Yeah. But if our hearts is not in him, these hands will not do anything for his kingdom. Mm. And because we believe that, we, we believe that God is not only a savior, but he's also a provider. Yes. Yep. And we, we come to those places where people don't have anything to eat, when they don't have anything to dress. When we come to a home that has three generations live together because those kids cannot go to school. They have to stay home while one of them have to go to school because we don't have enough schools to provide for them. So all these other kids are staying in the streets. Mm. And they end up getting into drugs and other things. And that repeats the cycle. Yeah. So have no hopes. We're praying that God will break that cycle. Yes. We have put two wells in the places. And today, Pastor, we are the only one well in the radius of about 150 kilometers in about 70 miles. About 70 miles. Where they can come for drinking water. Nobody else has it. But the church is providing. Yes. You know why? Because Jesus is the living water. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this is what we're attempting to do. We're praying for God to give us more resources so that we can go over there and help them to get out of that cycle. We hope to take our schools into those places as well and bless their lives. This is what I believe. And Jesus will say, you know, I was thirsty. You gave me water. I was hungry. You gave me food. And then they, they asked, but when was you hungry? were you hungry? When were you, you know, thirsty? And we gave you food and water to drink. Yeah. He said, when you have given to one of these least ones, you have given unto me. Jesus. So we have to appropriate the vision that Christ has given us. And Amen. If we, and, and if we don't do this, who is going to? That's right. Because the world is, it, it, it's for themselves. Yeah. But the church is for Christ. Amen. So I, I really believe that God is going to give us. I really believe we're going to make a difference. And I really believe you are going to be there with me to help to do that. Hallelujah. And uh, <laughs> so, so we, we uh, got this thing. We were able to go, we'll be able to go down and preach to these people yes. and reach out to them and help change lives. Yes. And I praise God for this church, Pastor, because you have been very generous. You have been given a lot of uh, uh, conditions for us to preach the gospel. As a matter of fact, we are very gracious for your ministry. Very they, gracious. These people have helped start churches 
around Brazil. Yes, sir. Yes. And uh, mm -hmm. done other things. Yes. And uh, helped get that uh, place thing down there where we can preach the gospel. But uh, we're doing our part to help you guys take the gospel to uh, exactly. Brazil. Exactly. And as a matter of fact, I was talking to Pastor uh, Linares, and he's expecting you. Pastor Dosik is going to be coming to Brazil next year. He's going to be speaking to about 5,000 pastors from all over the country. And I believe they are looking forward to hearing from you. And uh, we believe that you have been a blessing to our country. You have been a blessing to a lot of people there. And I want to challenge you, Pastor, to bring your people over there. Come to Brazil. Uh, they'll get all over there and start wearing Speedos and stuff. They ain't taking that's, it. That's not a problem. Okay. <laughs> that's not a problem. Just come anyway. We, we'll, we will host you. We will take you to the place that he says that is good. And uh, if you can handle it, I'll handle it for you. Yeah, there you go. All right. Okay, thank, <laughs> thank you, you so Roberto. much. God Praise bless God. You. Bless you. It was buddy. good to see you. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. Give that to Phyllis down there so she doesn't feel alone. Hallelujah. Today is the day we're going to start talking about faith. And I don't want to talk about faith about the things that you believe. I want to talk about faith in a way that will challenge what you believe, that'll cause you to look at faith a different way. Faith, remember, is the only creative force in the kingdom. Love is a motivator. Faith is the creator. So we're going to talk about faith today. If you turn your Bibles with me to Hebrews 11.1, 1, that's where we're going to start off. And uh, we're going to look at some things that uh, I hope will challenge you, that you'll start looking at faith differently. Faith is more than a cliche. Uh, the other day, somebody was listening to a pastor, and I, I was listening to him too, and they said, oh, that's good. I said, what was good? They said, what he just said. I said, what did he just say? Well, he said this. And they caught the cliche. I said, I don't think that that is what good was supposed to be. Good was supposed to be the meat of what was revealed in the scripture. I said, you caught the Christian lingo of the scripture. That will profit you nothing. So we have got to watch that we really apply our faith and we don't just do actions that are faithless. Amen. Amen. Hebrews, the 11th chapter, let me get there. Hebrews 11, 1, we're going to read down through 3. <clears throat> and now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made by things which do appear. In other words, they were not made by natural things. They were made by spiritual things. It is a combination of the word of God and faith that creates and has created and consistently creates new universes, and that's what it's created by. It's not created by nothing. Now, faith is this. It's a substance. Somebody say it's substance. 
Now, it is a spiritual substance. It cannot be governed by reason. The Bible says in 1 Peter 1.9, I mean, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians 1.9, that the things of the kingdom of God, the things concerning the cross, the things concerning Christ, the things concerning the resurrection of the dead, are foolishness to them. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 2, 9, down through 14, that we have not received the things of the world, nor the spirit of man. Because the world and the spirit of man only know what his senses can give him. But we have received the spirit of God, that we might know what is freely given unto us. Because no man that has the spirit of the world can understand the things that are of the Spirit because they are uh, compared spiritual things with spiritual. In other words, faith does not make sense to your natural mind, to your senses, or to your reason. And sometimes when you talk about faith to people, they think they understand. No, they don't understand. Unreasonable and wicked men do not possess faith. And if they did possess it, they would not understand its potential or the ability or its activity or its working. And in order for you and I to live, somebody say live, to live by faith. Now, faith has been given to us to be freed from the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of death, the kingdom of Satan, the kingdom of disease, the kingdom of the curse. It has been given to us to deliver us from that kingdom. Faith has been given to you and I to live life. Life. Somebody say life. Not here, just here out of what we can get out of the earth, but by God's provision. He meets all of our needs according to his riches in glory through Christ Jesus. So faith has been given to us. But if you don't know what you have, you'll just squander it or you'll not use it. You'll not be able to tame it. You'll not be able to set it into motion. And Jesus spoke to us that we are to have the faith of God. Now, spiritual, so faith is a spiritual substance. Though it can be seen, though it can be experienced, though it can be heard, it can and it can be measured. Somebody say measured. Remember that the Bible says that God gives every man the measure. Somebody say the measure. That reveals to, to us, you and I, that God is not a respect of persons. He doesn't want something for you that he doesn't want for me. But when you are given a measure, that measure is what Jesus came to purchase for you. I come to give you life in it more abundantly. Now, faith can cause us to live in the abundant inheritance and provision that's given to us in Christ. But if you don't do anything with that measure, that measure will always stay in an infancy form. The Bible says that our faith is to grow exceedingly. You are to learn how to use your faith. 
because without faith it's impossible to please God. And you and I are in a relationship with God. The snow stole your A manners. Now, we are to be able to extract victory out of life, no matter where life throws us. 1 John 5, 4 and 5. This is a victory that overcometh the world, this system. A system ruled by Satan, a system cursed because of this rebellion against God. But you and I have been given faith. Somebody say faith. Faith is a gift that comes to us as the children of God. It's a part of our DNA. We are faith people. We are to live by that faith. Number two, that faith can be seen. Luke, the fifth chapter, verse 17 through 20 says this, that Jesus was in the house. The power of God was there to heal them, indicating everybody. But the Bible says that when they brought a man born by four, they couldn't get in to the house. So they didn't just surrender and say, well, maybe he'll come back later. Maybe it wasn't God's will. No, no. They went up on the house, ripped the top of the house off, and let the man down on four pieces of rope down into the midst of Jesus. And the Bible says, and Jesus saw their faith. Somebody say, faith can be seen. Absolutely. And then faith can be heard. So it is something that can touch and be measured, can be seen, and can be heard in the natural world. But it's not natural. Could have given amen. Remember, the Holy Ghost is not natural, but Jesus told uh, the uh, uh, Nicodemus that, look, the Spirit of God will come up on men, and they'll be born of the Spirit. You may not see it, but you will see the results of it because even though you can't see the wind, you'll see the rustling of the leaves. And so we have to understand that faith cannot be understood by unborn again or unregenerated man. It's foolishness to him. Never ever depend on your reason, your rationale, your education to tell you what's possible by faith. Could it get an amen? Trust in what the scripture says. Because faith is as eternal as God. It's a part of your DNA because you are born of the seed of God. And in the seed of the new creation is the fruit or the gift or the measure of faith. If not, you could never resist the devil. The Bible says, First Peter, we are kept by the power of God. Kept protected. We are instituted by barriers of God and His power by faith. Without faith, folks, you won't last one day. So don't tell me that faith doesn't work. If you're born again, it has already worked. And if you are still serving Christ, it is in a perpetual state of working. Could I get an amen? Absolutely. Oh, so, and it says in Mark 11, 20 through 21, the disciples heard Jesus speak to a fig tree. 
You say, well, I just don't think that is real. Well, whether you think it's real, whether you think it's possible, we are really not even considering your opinion. We are not considering rationale options. We believe God. Faith is not believing in God. Faith is believing God. There's a big difference. One is that we believe in a God. Oh, we believe in God. That doesn't mean anything. Do you believe what God said? Because only in that can you live by faith. By every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. So the disciples in Mark eleven twenty through 21 said, Look, we heard you speak to the fig tree and it's dried up. From the roots. Why? Because faith always changes the other side before you see it do anything on this side. Now, it's not that it doesn't work. You will sleep, you will rise up, and faith will have been working. But what you can't do is expect that faith will work if you don't use it. So even though you don't see faith working... It is a substance that has come from God that produces life when applied or released. All right. Now look. Faith is a foundational substance. Somebody say foundational substance. It is a foundational substance whereby all things exist and all things are created from. There's two substances. One is the word and one is faith. Without each other, they're both powerless. Both powerless in our life. It is also the fundamental substance that connects man to God. Ephesians 2, 6 through 8 says what? Though we were sinners, you know, children of disobedience, God raised us up, made us sit together in heavenly places. And then it says, by grace, through what? Faith, are you saved. We are reconciled unto God by faith. By faith. And so without faith, you cannot be connected to God. Let's say it this way. If you stop living by faith, you are constantly drifting from God. So, and we're talking about faith. I'm talking, you say, well, you're just talking real slow. That's good. So listen. And it is the substance that all kingdom purposes are carried out and fulfilled. All kingdom purposes are carried out and fulfilled. By faith. By faith. It is the faith that God has towards man and that makes God acceptable or enabled or involved in man's life. You know God used his faith to be involved in your life? The Bible says that by 
faith, God hath raised Jesus from the dead and hath quickened you and raised you up when you were dead in your sins. Do you know that God reached out to man by his faith, but man has to make that connection by his faith? Now, God is continually reaching out to us by his faith, but we have to continually reach back to him by our faith. Could have given an amen. Yep, hallelujah. Now, remember, as we saw in Ephesians 2, 5 through 8, the first response from God to man was by his faith. He raised Christ from the dead. Colossians 2.12. And then what we want to notice is that faith is given to you and I to fulfill all of God's purposes and all of God's plans for our life and to carry out his will on this earth. Because the things that seek to stop God's kingdom, his will and his purpose are spiritual things. And you cannot fight spiritual things with earthly strength. Could we? No. Therefore, it is essential that every believer that has faith takes the personal responsibility of growing his faith and finding out how to work the law of faith. Faith is a law. You can do it the same way it's ever been done, and it will do the very same thing that it has ever done. How do you get saved? Do you think of a new way to lead people to Jesus every time somebody comes to the altar? Or do you just do it the same way that has been, it's been done for over 2,000 years? Well, you do the proven way. You do it by faith. Amen? Hallelujah. So, we understand that we, as Christians, have been given faith. Somebody say, I have faith. Now, you have a measure of faith. With that measure of faith, it is to grow. That means it's in your care. Now, I would think that if I was going to live by something, I'd make sure that when I got up every day, that that thing was in the best shape that it could possibly be. Hello? Oh, but I got to get to work. Yeah, I know. You're going to stop at Starbucks. You're going to do all those things because you think that you need coffee to make it through the day when what you really need is faith to make it through the day. Starbucks will not replace feeding your faith. Could I get an Amen. Oh, I just don't have time for the Bible. Well, I understand that. So if you don't have time to live or to invest in the life force of faith, then I guess that you're just going to surrender to death continually taking ground back from you. Hmm? Yeah. There you go. All right. Now, wow, hallelujah. Let's look over at uh, Hebrews 11, 1 again. And it says this. Now faith is the substance 
It is a spiritual substance. You may not see it. You may not be able to define it, but you can measure it. You can see it. You can hear it. You know it's a reality. And it is placed in you a measure of it that is capable of growing in you for you to have great faith. And if you neglect it, you can have little faith. But I would encourage you to invest it and to have great faith. Amen. All right. Then it says this. It is the substance of things hoped for. Hoped for. Hoped for. When we think about hope, so many times we think about earthly hope. And biblical hope is nothing like earthly hope. See, we have baseball teams and... uh, We hope that they will win. But most of the time, if they're in Ohio, we just have surrendered that they aren't going to win. But we hope, we expect that they're going to win. We speak them up, we shout them up. Some some of us may bet them up. We may do all kinds of stuff. But really, that type of hope many times just brings us to an end of shame. Uh, you bet on them reds the other day. Huh? You lost three hundred dollars, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, what, what did you think was like? Oh, I thought they were going to win. They got their new Cuban. They got their new uh, whatever. They got their new first baseman. They got their they got everybody. They just don't have the ability to win. Now, that hope is a hope that continually beats us down. Yet. We always rise up in some way mustered up to hope again. That type of hope is not the hope that faith brings to pass. When it talks about the hope that faith produces its end result or is the hope that we desire from God, which has to do with prayer, then what we have to understand that it's not a faith with an, a hope with an unexpected end. No, there, there's nothing in the Bible that tells us that faith doesn't know where it's going. I'm going to talk to you about that in just a moment. Because some people say, oh, well, it's just blind faith. No, that's called stupidity. Uh, <laughs> you got to see before you can live by faith. Now, So the hope that you and I have faith in is a hope that comes from a place of absolute guarantee of an end. An absolute guarantee. Why? God's not a man that he should lie. It's impossible for God to lie. Psalms 89, 34, he'll not alter his covenant, nor change the things that have gone forth out of his lips. God has said it, he'll perform it. He'll hasten his word to watch over it. Jesus says God's word was so absolute that until heaven and earth pass away, not one jot, not one tittle will go undone. So the hope that we receive is a hope of absolute 
unshakableness and unchangeableness when it comes from the right place. Now, people can have presumptuous hope. Well, I'm just going to believe God for this. Well, is it in God's will? I've heard people say, well, you know, I drove by that house the other day and I, I claimed it by faith to be mine. So now God's given you faith to steal other people's houses. Now, you can believe that God's going to provide for you a house. You want to go a great way and, you know, draw it out and get everything you want. That, hey, that's fine dandy. If you want to do that, that's, that's fine. Do that. But what you can't do is claim something that belongs to somebody else. That is just a lack of imagination. That you can't see anything that anybody else doesn't have. And all your faith does is rise up out of covetousness. No, faith is, no, no, that's not what faith is. Faith out of this, that produces hope only produces the hope that the scriptures give. Could get, Give me an amen here because I'm going someplace. Now, bear with me. I'm going to give you an example here in just a few minutes. But I want to get these things across because they're imperative. There has been too much carnality and foolishness in the life of faith that it has brought shame to those that declare they live by it. You tell people that you live by faith or you believe in God for something out of the scriptures or, or you're confessing something, people look at you like you have lost your mind. Why? Because people have brought shame to faith in God, and they've put it in presumptuous dreamings or vain imaginations. Look, believe God. Doesn't mean that you are going to understand everything, but it means that you adhere to the hope that He gives you. Well, well I want a home. Where is that? Matthew six twenty-five through thirty-three. If God clothed the the uh, birds of the air and fed them and gave them a place to live, you're better than them. Oh, but I don't want a shack. What do you care what kind of house it is as long as you can give God the glory? Amen. Believe God for a house, but don't put so many stipulations on it that you're going to have to bend in the end and you're going to have to be a thief in the middle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, so all of our hope, things that we are expecting to happen in the midst of our needs, our circumstances, hardships, tribulations, tragedies, must come from the absolute foundation that gives our soul an anchor. And that's from the Scripture. Could I get an amen? All right. Okay. So we are building our faith. We've got it. We're going to grow in it. We're going to learn how to be successful in it. Now, we get hope, not from a presumptuous place. We get hope from the Scriptures. 
Remember Romans 4.18? Abraham believed or hoped in God against all hope. In other words, there was no one that had ever had a baby at Sarah's age or at Abraham's age. Nobody. This would be for infertilization and... Uh, Not Zodac, but whatever they use, uh, you know, Cialis or Cialis or, I, don't know, I think that maybe is a lotion. I don't know, but you know, you know what, uh, the blue pill, hallelujah. But Abraham believed against all odds of hopelessness. Where did he get his hope? So shall thy seed be. Now his body was dead. His wife's womb was dead, but he were as it was. He received Isaac up out of the dead because he hoped. And because he had a hope that could not be changed, could not fail, that was absolute, he could put faith with it. So when you're broken and you're in situation and going through things, needs arise, it looks like everything's going to fall apart, what you want to do is stop listening to the world. Don't read books. I'm, I'm not against books. Please buy all mine. But this is where you want to go to. I go to the rock that is higher than I. This is where we go to. Stop going to what other people say. Amen? Because sometimes faith can get really twisted you know like people I've heard people say well you know we we can control the weather well I mean if you're in line with God's will yeah but the ecosystems have been set up before the foundations of the earth you say well I, I want to stop them I want to play golf said the self-centered man no but I said this one time and it worked well, I'll just bet you in a year, you can't make it sunshine every day in the state of Ohio. Can we be moved by God and do? If that is what God speaks to you, then you'll be able to shut up a heaven and you'll be able to close it. But listen to me. If you could do that, you could be a millionaire tomorrow. Because all they got to do is move you to Florida, put you on the pinnacle of Florida, and every time one of them hurricanes come, all you got to do is get up early for breakfast and stop it. Well, let's all know that that ain't going to happen. Oh, you're talking unbelief. I'm talking true faith. Don't take faith beyond the hope that God has caused you to have through the scriptures. All right. Okay, let's move on from here so we don't get everybody all messed up by that. Well, we can see in Hebrews, the 12th chapter, that Abraham did receive. Now, let's go this route. Faith is not believing in God. It's believing God, which is unveiled in his word. So if you accept God, which was Christ in the flesh. If you accept him, you accept God. Okay. 
The Christian life is not a higher moral standard than the world. It's not family values. It's not self-improvement. It's not peace of mind. And it's not good deeds. Now, they all may be a part of that, but none of them is Christianity. Christianity is a life transferred by grace through faith. A life where every step is ordered by the Word of God. It is a life of humility that you and I live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. We live by that. In other words, we exercise faith in everything that God says. Could have get an amen. Yeah. Is going into situations that we have never experienced, but because we know him and his word, we know the outcome of our adventure. And we hold to the promise without fear. Genesis 12.1 says this. Can I have Genesis 12.1, 2, and 3 up there? What's this? This is so, so good. Sometimes we, we miss some of the stuff. And now the Lord said to Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred, from thy father's house, unto a land that I will what? Whoa! Let's stop right there. Was Abraham blind to where he was going? No. He didn't know where the land was, but he knew that it was there. He knew the end of his journey. Faith is never blind. Faith is an unveiling of what God says would happen from where you are to where you need to go. See, like, I'm just going to give. I don't know what, what, how it's going to happen. Oh, no, no, no. Yes, you do. You're going to give. God is going to multiply. Now, you may not know how he's going to multiply. You may not know when he's going to multiply. But that hope becomes an anchor for your thought life and your faith confession. And then it says this, next verse. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee, and in all and in thee shall all of the families of the earth be blessed. Now, Abraham didn't know how God was going to make him a father of many nations. But then when God reveals to him what that hope was supposed to do, Abraham mixed faith with it and had Isaac out of hopelessness. All right. Hallelujah. Now, the Bible says he, that we as Christians can have every promise through faith and patience. Hebrews 6.12, could I have that on the screen? What's this? This is so, so cool. Oh, there you go. Be you not slothful. Somebody say lazy. Don't be lazy. Don't be slow to use your faith. Don't wait till the house is blowed down and the boat has sunk. 
Don't wait till every cow has been blown into Kansas. Don't wait until the wicked witch is dead. Get yourself active. But be you followers of who through faith and patience inherit what? The promises. The promises of God are yours. They are the absolute hope of your soul. Don't believe God for anything that the Bible doesn't have in there that you should believe. Don't make up stuff. Don't make it up. Don't make it up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, let's go and let's get into the meat of the word. Oh, my God. I smell food. Does anybody smell food? Let's go to Romans 10, 17. Now this, I'm wrapping it up. Romans 10, 17. Well, you better go up to 15. Uh, yeah, go up to 15. And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But ye have not all obeyed the gospel. But Elias saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. The word of God. Somebody say, faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. By the word of God. Faith comes by hearing that which has already been repeated because it has heard. In other words, faith comes by hearing what's already been said. Listen, please listen. Faith comes by hearing what has already been said. Did you hear me? So faith comes by hearing what's already been said. So in other words, what's been said has another voice in it. What God says has God's voice in it. The Word of God contains the thoughts of God. But in those thoughts are contained the voice of God. You might say, oh, that's kind of confusing. Well, no, it's not. No. In other words, faith comes by perpetually hearing that which has been said. That's why faith is a constant lifestyle of growing and usage by hearing the word daily. Man shall live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Man needs daily input of God to feed faith, confirm faith, and give birth to new faith. Faith 
does not live off of yesterday's victories. Faith, when used, must be replenished or it will not produce again. Now, the word here that says, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Somebody say the word of God. There are two meanings to that word. The first word is found in Mark, six, Mark 2, 2. Mark 2, 2. What do you got there, Ed? It looks like a steak. Mark 2, 2 on there. Oh, my word. Oh, goodness. Woo! How many of you are hungry? only have one. Oh, good. Here it is. So, therefore, you, here, you got this, right? Daniel, you see this? You shouldn't be any hungry anymore, right? Right? Because you saw it, right? Okay. So, uh, so you think seeing that steak is enough to take that hunger away? Oh, okay. All right. Can I have up here a Mark 2, 2? And straightway, many were gathered together insomuch that there was no room to receive them. Not so much as about the door. And he preached to them, what? The word. And Jesus preached the word. Did they end up having faith? No. But, but the word comes back. No, no. This word here means Jesus preached to them the Logos, which means the written word, the inspired word, or the thoughts of God concerning issues of life and the kingdom. Now, the Bible says in Mark 16, 20, could I have that up there? This, Mark 16, 20. And it says, and they went forth, talking about the disciples, and they preached everywhere, the Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following. Amen. Now, what did God confirm? He confirmed the Logos. What does the believer preach? He preaches the Scripture, the thoughts of God. That's what he preaches. That's what you and I preach. Now, whether they get faith or not is totally up to them. But if they will continue to listen, faith will come out of that where it's contained. I, I'm, I'm trying to preach it as simple as I can. And sometimes it may seem hard, but it's not. Go to John 1.1. 1, 1. Go to John 1.1. 1, 1. John 1.1. 1, 1. And it says these words. What's this word? In the beginning was the... Somebody say word. Word. And the word was with God. And the word was what? God. That is the Logos. In the beginning was the thoughts and all of the dreams of God for man. And that word abode with God. And that word was God himself. Remember, God gave you his thoughts for your thoughts. That is the Logos. Now, the Logos is information. But the Logos holds in it the life or the faith that can produce life. 
You hungry, Daniel? No, 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 no. You, you shouldn't be hungry. You shouldn't be hungry, Daniel. I mean, you saw this, right? Right? You aren't hungry. You actually saw this steak. So, you should be living right now. Now, where is that which creates life in that stake? It's in that stake. Not just looking at it, smelling it, rubbing it on you, being around it. Where is that which gives life? It's inside of it. Right? Well, the other word that means that we're interested in is found in Matthew 4.4. Go to Matthew 4.4 on the screen. Hmm. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of men. Out of the mouth of God. That word right there, out of every word, means rhema. It means the word breathed or spoken by God. In other words, there's life in that stake. But if you don't extract the stake that is in the stake, you're going to be like Daniel. You'll be looking, but you'll be dying. Or you could be like me. You could take it, and you could process it over and over and over and get the life that's in it out of it. So, how do we get faith, the life-producing spiritual substance, out of the Logos or out of the Word of God? How do we do that? Well, let's go to 1 Timothy quickly. Let's do it. 1 Timothy 4, 13 through 15. 1 Timothy 4. 13 through 15. Watch these words. Till I come give attendance to reading, exhortation, and to doctrine. Neglect not. Somebody say you got to pay attention. Give it its just due. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by what? Prophecy. What is prophecy? The Logos inspired by men, delivered to men, inspired, given to thee by the Logos with the laying on of hands of the presbytery. Now let's go. Meditate. Somebody say meditate. Meditate upon these things. What things? That were said to thee in Logos. Meditate upon 
these, give thyself wholly to them that thy profiting may appear unto all. How do we profit? By faith. Somebody say, by faith. Now, meditation is a key. Remember that faith cometh by hearing, perpetually hearing and hearing and hearing on a decision to receive something that is hidden that can give life. If this could produce faith, there would be no faithless people that have ever read the Bible. There would be no unbelievers. Would they? They would all believe. Now, meditation. Paul tells Timothy, remember the prophecies? Get them. Meditate. Look at them. Listen to them over and over. Because there is the word that God spoke, Rhema, the life of your gift in what man said in Logos. And if you will hear it, I put it in there so no thieves nor crooks could enter in and take it. I allow the righteous to have life-giving faith. Only the righteous can hear and hear and hear and hear and then hear what is really said. You can hear and not hear. Jesus said in Mark the fourth chapter, least they hear and see and be converted. But to you it's given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. How to hear, how to receive faith, how to grow faith, how to nurture faith, and how to use faith. That's the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Now, one more, and then we're going to dismiss. Let's go to Proverbs 6. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. So if you want to have faith in an area, I don't care if it's finances, I don't care if it's health, I don't care whatever it may be, it is in here, and every promise gives you hope of an outcome that is different than where you are. But what you've got to do is meditate that promise. Meditate means to go over and over and over and over in your mind. Well, how will I know if you hear? <laughs> You'll know. And then let's look at verse 20. Proverbs 6:20. My son, keep thy father's commandments. Forsake not the law of thy mother. Bring them continually up on thine heart. That means soul. That means your mind. And it says, and tie them about thy neck. When thou goest, it shall lead thee. When thou sleepest, notice that there's leading and guidance in the scriptures. And when thou sleepest, it shall keep thee. There is preservation in the scriptures. But when thou awakest, it shall, what? Talk to thee. It shall bring the rhema out of the logos of the law and the commandments. What do we do? 
We trust in God that his word says don't, we don't. The word says go to the poor, we go to the poor. If the word of God says, uh, if you see your brother have a need, give that need. If the word of God says resist the devil, we resist the devil. We do everything that his commandments and his law says. But we also meditate it because in this logos, there is a rhema word that when God speaks, it brings forth faith. So it doesn't just come by hearing the word, because if you just hear the word and stuff, you know what? You can become legalistic and law-bound. But when you hear the voice of God, it's no longer the law. Now it's an opportunity for faith. Everybody understand that? Look, this is Logos. This is bread for your spirit. It is renew and refreshing for your mind. But then in this Logos is the strength of the bread. It is the life of the bread that helps you move out and walk by faith. Amen? So every time, let's say you have a financial need. Get into the scriptures. Write down the, the, the blessings of God. Write down how God meets people's needs. Go and look at their lives. Don't just surface read them. That's the stake in appearance. But cut off a bit of it. Cut off a bit of it and say, hmm, God said give and it shall be given. Give. What is that, God? Give. Give. I don't, not just what they say. Tell me, God, what does give mean? What did people give? What people give God? And then, God, you multiply it back. Men and women, men and women, give it into my bosom. I give. I give, God. I'm a giver, God. You said to give. I, I, I just got to be a giver. I, I just give, God. Give, God, is not in what I don't have. It's what I do have. I'm going to give. I'm just, I'm just going to give. Give God and it's going to be given back to me. Press down, shaken together. Oh, God, hallelujah, you are an increaser. You are a multiplier. I give. I give, God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. God, men and women, men and women, hallelujah. God, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are moving, men and women, God. They move. God, they're moving. All over the world, they're moving. To give back, give back, God. I, I give, and it shall be given. God, you give seed to the sower. I, I got to sow. Sow, sow, sow. Hallelujah. Sow, God. You'll multiply my bread. God, you take care of me. Hallelujah. But God, you're moving me into the future. That as I give, you'll multiply that which is given. God, that I'll have all sufficiency to all men and women. Oh, God, I thank you. I worship you. That, God, I'm a giver. 
My family's provided for. God, I have sufficiency to every good deed. God, every good work, you have enabled me and increased me to abound to. I thank you, God. I thank you, God, that I gave. God, the seed that you gave me. You're conf- you, God, you are constant and faithful. That as I keep sowing seeds, you'll keep giving me seed. God, they might be small, seem small. But God, every great mountain is made out of pebbles. God, I thank you. It's given back to me. I have all sufficiency. God, I just want to thank you that God, there's nothing that is coming through my life that I cannot give to to cause people to be grateful to you. I thank you, God. I thank you that, God, you gave seed to the soul. I sowed it. God, no wonder I have seed every time I turn around. God, there's enough for a cup of coffee for somebody else. There's enough to give somebody an ink pen, not just let him use it. God, there's enough that, Father, I could have two pairs of shoes. I can give a man one. I thank you, God, I have a sufficiency unto every good work. Oh, God, I thank you because I'm a giver. God, you told me if I gave, God, it'd be given back to me. I believe you, God. I really do believe you. I believe you. And out of that meditation, God's voice will rise up just as sure as I'm standing here. And he'll speak to you. And it'll be like the voice of many waters. And it'll come again. And as you continue to feed it, it'll come again and again And again and every time that wave is bringing new life. Every time it's bringing new faith. Every time it's refreshing you. Every time it's stirring you. Lifting you up. So, don't just look at this. Don't just read about it. Go in and say, God, I need health for my body. Start getting. I remember Phyllis will tell you, they used to take me out of my foundry. They'd take me to the chiropractor and they'd wrap me up in tape because I wouldn't stay together. And I'd go to work the next day and sure enough, by the end of the day, my back and my hips were out of place, put me in a car, taped me back up again. I was in constant pain, Phyllis will tell you. And one day I, I was just coming around the corner and I'd been saying, God, I thank you by the stripes of Jesus I've been healed. I can take you to the corner of the bathroom. That I turn the corner and all of a sudden he said, I've healed you by my son's stripes. Immediately within three seconds, I was totally whole. Totally whole. Every day going, $20, $25 every day going to a chiropractor that could not help me. That did not help me. I'm paying $20, $25 a day, that's 40 years ago, so that I could work. But God, the moment of time when he spoke, the bondage was broken, faith was given, and I was set free of years of brokenness. Now, I don't know what yours is, but I do know that there's hope right here. Wherever you are, no matter what they've told you, no matter what they've said to you, this right here gives you hope. Beyond hope of mankind. And it will hold your mind 
stable like an anchor. And faith will be born and it'll be placed inside of you and it will grow and it will flourish. And God will direct you how to use it. And you'll see life in your life. Let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now I know sometimes this is so foreign and we just preach about faith. But I I'm really want to explain faith. How it works. How it comes. How you can use it. It's so easy a child can understand and a child can use it. Just take it. Put the word in your mouth. Consume it. It is meat for your soul. It is bread for your life. Maul it over. Meditate it. Let the particles of life sink down and bring forth faith in your life. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I should watch over everybody that's heading home today, God. We thank you for bringing them here safely. And God, we thank you, God. We thank you that, Father, you have given us faith. Let us be diligent to tend to it. Grow it, refresh it, and nurture it. Not just look at something and die, but meditate it. Meditate it, God. Consume it through thinking and hearing over and over and over, God, that, Father, we will live and not die. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. Phyllis, come up here. Today is Membership Sunday. Hallelujah. you got a third of our congregation here, but we're glad you're here. Hallelujah. So if you made it here today, darling, button your top button. I want you to look nice. No. Oh. <laughs> Have you grown out of that? No. The button that top button. No. Come on. Eh, help me, help me. No, I'm kidding. All right. So if you're here today and you have been led of God, decided to make Only Believe Ministries Christian Center your home church, that means that there are responsibilities. You've got to get involved. You've got to just be active, get faithful. And uh, if that's you today, you and your family, then we want to invite you and your family. Come down here and join us. We want to pray a prayer with you and celebrate your becoming a part of the family. So if that's you, please step out of the aisle. Come on. Hallelujah. I think they're all headed out the door. Phil, ain't nobody come down here. Hallelujah. We don't have all of our I know we don't. Okay. Hey, praise God. No, I'm not trying to make up before we go home, honey. I got the truck. You might not go home. All right. Hallelujah. Yeah, good luck with that. All right. Praise God. Listen, Wednesday night, we're going to be teaching on uh, being delivered from this present evil world. God bless you. We'll see you then. Hallelujah.